Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with um, me, Tom Hallett, um, my my learned colleague across there, Mr. Alex Dinage. Hello. Hello, mate. And welcome back. Miss Natasha Freeborn. It's me. Here I am. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for coming back. And um, why are you back? I hear the crowd screaming. Well, there's a lot of things that, that, that one of our trainers always says there is the magic number, as did De La Soul in that classic hip hop hit back in the 90s. Um you know, other things that are really good that come in threes, you know, Man City's football season for 2023, Man United's football season in, uh, what was it, two, uh, 1999, 2009, something like that. 99, I think. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, the original, um, I don't know how many trilogies there are in Star Wars, but hey-ho, we all love a trilogy. Um, and the Christian Bale Batman series, all things that came in threes, which were great. And today we have podcast number three, around the topic of resilience and that is why natasha is back with us again right exactly very exciting yeah i'm looking forward to chatting about this latest blog awesome um and there is a bit of a flow to them so number one was um you know why resilience is a very powerful tool um number two was looking at how resilient you are as, as, a, as a person. Um, and I think this is probably an exciting one for, for a lot of people listening because this is top tips on how to actually um, enhance your resilience um, over time. So that's that's what we're going to get into today. So um, I think that's probably a lovely point to stop for the jingle and then we'll get into it. Okay, so what can you do to improve your resilience? And one thing that um, we're going to look at here is we're not going to we're not going to give any quick fixes here. This is not a what can you do in the next ten seconds to improve your resilience. This is what things can you change that so over time so that they become habitual, so that you become a more resilient human in the long term. Right? We, we take we're playing the long game on this one. <laughs> Um, and we've got six six areas on which to focus. So, um, did did it either of you want to throw anything in before we get straight into them? Um, I suppose I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think as you said in the intro, it's it's a natural flow from from blog to blog. So if you haven't already. It might be a good idea to start with blog one, which was the what is resilience, the more definition. Then the second one, which was more about manage, uh, figuring out whereabouts you are in terms of your resilience. Because then I think you'll have a, a decent idea as to, as to what might be quite helpful for this one. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing I can add. If you've missed any of the previous two, might be a good idea to uh, flick back. And maybe if I'm kind enough, I'll link them in the uh, the podcast description. Okay, so Alex is going to edit a drum roll in here for the six things on how to develop your resilience. So number one, build and nurture your support network. 
Natasha, please enlighten us. <laughs> this one, I think, is um, it's a bit of an underrated way of kind of building your own resilience. Sometimes there's a bit of a misconception that if you're like a really resilient person, you can just get kind of get everything done yourself. Like, you know, you don't need anyone's help. Um, and that's just not really how we work as human beings. Um, it actually can help us feel more capable if we have people around us who can support us. Doesn't necessarily mean they can take stuff off our plate, although they might be able to. Sometimes it's just being able to talk things through with someone, get something off your chest or get a new perspective on something. Um, I think sometimes we forget how powerful that can be just to have someone, whether at work or at home, people in our network who we can turn to. Doesn't matter. Like we don't have to be feeling overwhelmed to turn to someone, but just that kind of consistent having people around us is actually a way of continuing to be really resilient. Like we don't have to do everything ourselves because that's more likely to get us feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, and uh, we've talked on this podcast before around how you know people can be radiators or drains, and I guess you're looking for those people in your life that are the radiators, the ones that you can talk to, and they like give you energy. Because I think in this context, you know, if if you're talking about something, whether it's personal, professional, whatever, that that conversation, even if you're talking at them, so you might be the drain, but hey, we'll, we'll ignore that one for now. Um, you know, you you vibe off them just by telling them it's taken some of that weight weight off your off your shoulders. Mm. Whether that's your, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, kids, friends, whatever. I know I bore my wife to death with work stuff. She 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 doesn't have to say anything back. She just has to let me talk at her for a bit. And that's I think that's really, really powerful um thing to have. It's it's a really interesting misconception though, I think, about you know, dealing with your own resilience yourself. And I wonder whether it comes from the fact that again, maybe I'm going into the deeper depths of this topic, but we see other people maybe not share too much and always assume that they're pretty consistently happy so i think maybe the expectation is that we can do that ourselves um and i think if we learn anything from obviously a lot of the uh greater exposure around conversations in mental health and stuff that's not really true so i do wonder whether it's something that now as we begin to talk about topics like that a lot more whether this is something that becomes a lot more common naturally yeah definitely definitely I guess it's also important to to have a look at all your that your your existing network and I guess there'll be different people for different parts of your life. You know, if you're talking about personal stuff, you know, I guess you'd look for friends or whatever. If it's work, it could be colleagues. It that could also be friends or family. Um, but if you've kind of got any gaps, you know, if there's things that stress you out, but you don't really feel like you have someone you can talk to, then then I guess you could go away and develop that. I guess you could even get like a coach, right? I know like we talk about coaching a lot around personal development, but actually having a really good coach, particularly for your professional resilience, I guess could also be a really good um, outlet here. Yeah, I always think 
coaching coaching and or therapy is such an underused and underrated tool generally just for us as people um but i think we're kind of moving into that time where it's not so much of a taboo anymore to have kind of someone in your network who whether officially or unofficially can help coach you um i think that's a really powerful tool particularly for professional development and i, I think a lot of it is Sometimes people need to go out and expand their network, find a coach, find a mentor, find some more, you know, contacts within their industry, maybe that could be supportive. And sometimes it's just about utilizing the network that we we already have. We I think we we forget sometimes that people do want to help us and want to support us. It's just we're not we're not asking or looking for that help or support so absolutely expanding our network but also utilizing the great network that we might already have yeah definitely i have an old boss and i ring him up whenever i need like not need or need or want a, a chat and the energy i feel after i've talked to him he's uh it's a good segue into the next the next subject as well mm-hmm. actually because he's mr positive he'll put the positive spins on things um so and and actually so i think the next one so we've written in the blog it says the next point is develop it a more positive mindset and i i hear a lot of people in my mind saying no sherlock like Develop a more positive <laughs> mindset sounds a bit like saying, um, I'm trying to think of something clever here, but I can't. Oh, cheer up. <laughs> is that, is that know, a good I example? Think it's, it's just that really overly simplistic, like, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard surviving is really simple if you just keep breathing. Like, <laughs> yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. So, uh, yeah, so go into a bit more. So it's easy to develop a more positive mindset. What do you mean? How? Yeah, and I think this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, which is this is not like an overnight or a quick fix. This is definitely a long-term means of progression. Um, But I think sometimes we don't don't realise how negative we can be sometimes. Like we're not always consciously aware of everything we're thinking and everything we're feeling. Like we're just very reactive, and this is the negativity bias, right? This is another evolutionary trait. Yes, our brains are not wired to keep us happy. They're wired to keep us alive, and so we are afraid of things and we look for negative things because it it wants to know what threats are out there rather than what opportunities are out there. So our brain is not wired to make us happy or make us positive. It's it's kind of the opposite. And usually when I start talking to people about this, they tell me I'm just depressing them. Um, but the, the point of kind of learning a bit more about that is it, it doesn't have to stay that way. You know, naturally, that's what we have a tendency towards, but that doesn't mean we can't change it. So it's about being aware of what your brain is naturally going to do and acknowledging that that's not always helpful or constructive and becoming positive is also not like suddenly being that overly optimistic person all of the time that's really annoying and that no one wants to talk to because they're like just don't worry about anything like ever like that's not we talk in in resilience about realistic optimism like it's not being negative but it's also not being pessimistic being optimistic 
you know, and, and having a dose of realism in there as well. And this is more about kind of that long term positive mindset of increasing your more positive or more constructive reactions to things like and that's I think sometimes just being aware of the fact that your immediate thought or your immediate emotional reaction to something might be negative and it's not that that's never going to happen we can't pretend like that's going to stop occurring but it's about being able to kind of work around that and talk yourself out of it and 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 change your mind sometimes your example of being so positive was so positive that i think zoom muted you so uh, <laughs> anyone listening actually was so um high pitched when she was being optimistic that yeah. uh, may not have had it you got censored by zoom but you woke up my dog yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, see zoom zoom doesn't want to hear it either it doesn't <laughs> want that unnecessarily over the top positivity yeah i i, I think um this one we talked about building habits and i think this this is the one where it is a habit more than any you know it's we will all have that thought that negativity bias as you say but it's whether it's something small or or significant it's to be able to go yeah that was annoying you know what have i learned or Mm -hmm. um, you know what am i going to do differently next time Or, or or whatever you know which is also coming back to the whole you know failure just means growth and learning and all that sort of stuff if you can really adopt that and train your brain to say oh that was bad but this is the good bit that i've got out of it you that then becomes instinctual over time Mm, definitely nice okie dokie right what one's next um practice flexibility to become more adaptive i think we can get really good at doing things the same way because we want to stay in our comfort zone but also like we have I think expectations of how things are going to turn out and a lot of the times that we're disappointed or annoyed can be because we have a particular expectation of how something's going to go and it doesn't turn out that way because as much as we can hope and plan you can't predict the future you can't predict what's going to happen and um you you can feel a lot less resilient when something that doesn't go to plan kind of i don't know you you go off the rails a bit sometimes when you kind of go oh well that's not worked out and everything feels worse than it is i think so this is partly about being able to deal with those plot twists in life like oh, okay I didn't think it was going to go that way you know what else can we do but I think it's also about like being open to other people's ideas and approaches in general yeah and maybe I guess consciously doing stuff differently just for the hell of it I'm reading um Chris Hadfield's book at the moment uh it's an astronaut's guide to life on earth and he talks about um, how astronauts are not risk takers they just plan for every scenario that could possibly go on and you think you're not going to do that for everything in life but to deliberately i don't know not set your sat nav up when you're driving somewhere and knowing that you might get lost where you're going to learn from that you know you forcing yourself into that position of practicing flexibility so you then become comfortable in those uncomfortable situations if 
in that scenario because you've lost somewhere. I think uh, it's it's fun to be curious, isn't it? I think sometimes because especially when you know you're thinking about adjusting something and then maybe your brain does that normal thing of going oh no unknown is bad don't do that stay safe and um i think it's just fun to kind of unpack it yourself and try and figure out well actually no why 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 is that happening why is that the first thing i thought of and trying to figure out from that point like you say what what is (laughs) dr pepper what's the worst that can happen um you know and maybe actually probably the other side what's the good that can happen (laughs) probably more important to think about than that But it is, I think it's really truly asking ourselves what is the worst that can happen and it's probably not as bad as we think. It escapes me now what book it was I read, but I read this book years ago and it was about like getting people out of their comfort zones and this guy was coaching people who essentially go, you're going to get out of your comfort zone and he told people to like go into like a coffee place or something and intentionally ask for the wrong thing, be like, hi, do you serve pizza? They're like, no, we're we serve coffee. They're like, oh really? You sure you don't serve pizza? Because what what a thing to do to go and ask a question that you know you make make you feel a bit embarrassed or make you look a bit silly. And what is the worst that's going to happen? Is someone goes, no, that's a weird question to ask. And I've also just clarified that we only sell coffee. And they would walk out of there going, I, I was really nervous about that because I thought I was going to feel really stupid, and I did a little bit. Genuinely, what was the worst that happened? Nothing bad happened. And it's about, you know, getting out of what feels comfortable, what feels familiar, and just doing something a little bit different and finding actually that worst case scenario probably isn't going to happen. This is where Alex reminds me that last time I said this to him, what's the worst that can happen? I was messing around with our Excel website and I said, I'm going to press this button and see what happens. It actually broke the whole website and all of our emails. And we had no emails for 48 hours. I think that was one of the rare scenarios where you asked the question, what's the worst that can happen? And immediately found out. Yeah, but here's the moral of the story, right? We had no website and no emails for two days. Nothing bad particularly happened. We're still here today. So there you go. And you've learned what not to press. Yeah, the worst (laughs) happened and it wasn't that bad. Okay, so next one, self practice greater self care, um, which again may may be obvious, but maybe not not so much. Like, what what do we mean by self care? Well, I I've said this a number of times recently, particularly in my personal life. Anyone anyone who knows me knows that I've lost count in the last six months of how many times I've gone. People keep telling me to take care of myself, but what does that really mean? What does it mean? Because there is, we do talk a lot more about, you know, self-care these days, but that's a very vague term. And one of the things I think that we can overlook sometimes is putting your feet up on a Sunday and putting a face mask on is lovely. Um, But, you know, doing a little something nice for yourself once a week, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, but there's sometimes some more basic stuff that we overlook. Like for us to be feel mentally well, we want to be physically well too. Like we want to make sure, are we drinking enough water? Are we sleeping enough? Are we getting at least some of the right nutrients in our diet? You know, I'm not going to start telling people what they should and shouldn't eat, but are you eating enough vegetables? 
you know, at a very basic level. And sometimes it's those really boring, unglamorous things that they're not exciting. Like people don't want to talk about self-care, like have you drunk enough glasses of water today? But actually some of those fundamental things make us feel better mentally and emotionally because we are better physically. Yeah. And particularly in the scenarios where you need to rely on your resilience, probably the ones where any form of self-care starts dropping off. You know, if you're really busy and stressed at work, that's the times where you forget to have lunch or or whatever. And then actually that's making you worse because you're then hangry as well as stressed with work. And uh to one or shout out to one of our clients here um for, for tips on self-care. Watch Queer Eye on Netflix. Pretty much every episode of Queer Eye are people that don't take enough care of themselves and they teach them how to, uh, whether that's through their beauty regime or taking time out or whatever. It's uh, I'm, I'm getting through it at the moment and it just makes you feel good and you get lots of good tips. Yeah, I think the good thing about that show as well is they show you about how self-care, whilst there's foundational things that are obviously common for us all, it's all about as well what's going to help you feel better in terms of yourself individually like we've all got things that we enjoy a lot more than other things and i think it can be easy to go oh self-care i'll light some candles and take a bath um but that might do it will clean you but it might do absolutely nothing for you in most other ways whereas you know something that you would enjoy a lot more is is going to be much more beneficial and i think also yeah understanding deeper a deeper level why you should treat yourself with self-care why why you should treat yourself with calm, uh, kindness is is very important and quite difficult to do i suppose sometimes when there's a lot going on yeah good point good sure. point do you know i mean let, let's not put drinking water in there but pretty much the only thing that has been proven to improve kind of mood and stuff in all humans is being in nature getting outside going for a walk or whatever mm. uh, everything else some people love some people hate so but but getting out and just going going for a walk in nature is one thing that works for everybody i genuinely thought you were about to say that drinking water works for everyone and if a bath doesn't drink all of your bath water (laughs) that is not exactly the best self-care tip i've ever heard just got to be honest it's water it works Okay, dokie, let's swiftly move on from Alex's weird bathtub remarks. Uh, <laughs> and um, the, the next one is uh, continue your development. So, um, yeah, take us into this one. I think, I think that, you know, we've, we've perfectly summed it up on the blog, if I may say so myself. Uh, kind of, this is, again, it's a more long-term thing. You know, do you have that approach in terms of your mindset of this is just how it is? Like nothing's ever going to change. This is who I am. Or do you have a growth mindset? You know, do you want to work on things? Do you want to improve your skills, improve yourself? You know, we we now know based on neuroscience, our brain can create new neural pathways. Our brain can change in ways we never imagined before. So this is really about, are we going to strive to be better? And I don't mean I'm getting on my soapbox and talking about, are we going to be a better person every day? But fundamentally, both personal and professional development is going to make us more resilient in the long term because we are 
we're getting better at something that's going to improve our self-confidence that's going to improve our belief in ourselves we're going to see what we're capable of we're going to get out of our comfort zone a little bit more so just you know learning one new skill can have so many added benefits is we're probably going to build more relationships if we decide to take up a, a new hobby or, or do something different you know there is so many aspects of our life that can be improved just by learning or improving one simple thing just giving you giving you the knowledge skills and experience to then handle the stuff that comes at you in the future you know i guess ultimately three of our topics here so uh, the positive mindset this one personal development and the last one which is um reflect on lessons learned so reflecting more on your experiences they all come down to just learning because then you've got more tools in the toolbox to handle with what whatever comes whether that is a skill or simply a mindset thing to handle the unknown absolutely um i know when I'm kind of running sessions about resilience, very, very often people say, oh, but I think you become more resilient the more experience you get. And partially that is very true because the more experience you have, you know, personally or professionally, you kind of come out the other side and go, right, okay, I've, I've learned something from that. And, and like you said, that that is very relevant for, for the last point on this blog is, is reflecting on the lessons that you've learned from an experience that's essentially creating a more positive mindset long term and it's about that growth and development because even if that was a really challenging situation you'll have learned something from it and as you kind of go through those experiences in life you can just constantly learn if you choose to you can also choose to be really mad that it happened really bitter about it never want to talk about it again you know just dwell on it and and not feel any better about the situation we can do that i'm sure we've all been there with something that we've experienced in our lives but taking like a positive lesson that so that we can kind of learn for the next time it might not be the exact same situation but a similar situation you know all of the experience that we can gain and learn from absolutely helps us become more and more resilient all the time yeah mm. And it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, I suppose, because when we talk about uh, growing a more positive mindset and learning lessons from things that have happened, I think if we're potentially quite stubborn about, yeah, not wanting to go back there, not wanting to think back about what happened because it might be slightly uncomfortable, um, you know, when it comes to developing a growth mindset and then figuring out also ways in which you can improve a situation that didn't go quite right, development does give you, like, that feeling of being out of control is horrible because, suddenly you're like well what, what can I even do like there's not anything I can do this is out of the the realms of possibility for me whereas development gives you the power it gives you control back and it gives you you know you're almost infused by the potential that can come from a situation rather than daunted by what's happened yeah definitely and I, and I feel like those are is kind of a positive feedback loop like the the more you kind of take that more positive mindset approach the easier you find it to gain lessons from those experiences and then you feel more positive and then you find it easier to continue learning lessons and it can just be that really positive loop that can that kind of continues on throughout your life and we've we've come full cycle quite nicely there because this is back to building habits building those really good habits 
so that you learn faster so you look at the positives so you learn from failures so that you reflect more um and so that you know when you can go to your network to 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 gain more knowledge insight or just to vent um they're all the things that are going to help you so awesome so um that was a very quick run through on how to build resilience as ever at the end of these we say you know if you want to know a bit more then do give us a shout i'm very happy to talk about it um but other than that i mean thank you uh natasha for for joining the learn grow succeed podcast again thanks for having me it's been a pleasure yeah i mean all good trilogies do come to an end um qu- qu- <laughs> what's next quads quads quad, quadrilogy quadrilogy yeah. doesn't really sound good so what we need to do is think of the next topic where we can bring you back on because um it's nice having you here thanks um thanks as always alex and thank you everyone for listening and speak to you again soon